Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Fortune Favors the Fans, the college football betting podcast, a member of the Fans First Sports Network family. Uh, you can find us on the Fans First Sports Network college feed, along with a whole host of great podcasts. As always, I am your host, Megan, joined by my good buddy, Chris. Chris, how are you doing tonight? Good, man. Good. Uh, I, I think, I mean, we talked pre-show about how we did this weekend. You said you were a little up and down, but I actually like crushed it with my bets I gave last episode, so I'm... Very happy, finally. Well, that, that kind of gives us a good place to lead into. Let's walk through it. How'd you do? I know overall the podcast was a bit of a mixed bag, but in the Pick'em contest, we had a much better week. How were your other bets? Yeah, I mean, I hit on the Fresno State covering five with Utah. Um, I guess it's te- it was technically a push. They won by exactly five. Um, you know, Duke covered three and a half easily. Um, the late night San Diego State chase for those of you, I hope, uh, hopefully none of you, well, not a lot of you were in that situation, but if you were, they did. And you hope, you know, if you bet, took my advice, you bet San Diego state, you would have made your money back. Um, IU Michigan over f- 45 Michigan did that on their own. Like I said, um, and then, you know, we'll get into the Oregon Washington situation. Um, it was a push as well, but you know, I'll, I'll take it, which that was an, amazing game that I completely delivered the only one i didn't do well in was caleb williams he he had like the worst game i've ever seen him play um i think he was like 19 for like 37 and he had one touchdown didn't even have 200 yards and he had two picks i mean he just played like straight shit but there's no other way around it yeah i was i was pretty shocked by that showing i mean I figured yeah. USC would l- probably lose that game just because I think Notre Dame's a bit better than they are. But Caleb Williams playing so bad was not on my bingo card. Um, yeah. For me personally, much better week this week. A bit of a mixed bag, but I had a lot of success with prop bets that week, which I have never had the majority nice. of my prop bets hit. Um, the only one that let me down was Tanner Mordecai, who I actually think got hurt in this game. So he didn't even play the entire football game, which is my luck. But Temple, uh, the under versus UNT, and then Donovan Smith had rushing touchdown. I think he had two in that game because mm-hmm. U of H pulled off one of the crazier wins the college football season. Um, a couple of the bets that I was looking at that kind of made or break my week. The Tech one was tough, losing yet another quarterback. This is in the last... I think seven years now since Mahomes has been gone. I think it's either four or five years Texas Tech has played three quarterbacks due to injury. Um, and I don't believe a starter's finished the year since Mahomes has left. It's just an unbelievable streak of bad luck with quarterbacks. On a night where you really needed better quarterback play and your offensive coordinator was a moron, uh, that that was tough. Uh the other one, I had the San Diego State chase because I lost the tech bet. So I, I came in, needed to make up some ground, tripled down with San Diego State, and I was sweating that one. I was hanging out with my brother. We were drinking heavily, 
watching that one play out. <laughs> Wild outcome. Both those teams are so bad. It was almost unwatchable, but it was just intense. Um, and then, you know, I got to say, the Oregon bet, we're, we're counting that as a win. For those of you wondering how we're handling that, it pushed against Washington. The clock management there at the end. I mean, what what the yeah, fuck was any yeah. of that at the end of that game? I mean, that was next level bad. Yeah. Uh, and cost us cost us some money. That would have been an outright win instead of just kind of a, a nod to the victory since we did technically not steer you guys wrong. Um, overall, though, better week for the podcast, and we're going to keep it rolling. So if you guys don't remember, next we've got our off-the-radar games followed by our prop picks and then our Power 5 contest where we'll update you on the standings. The off-the-radar games are games that are B or C games you may have on in the commercial. You may have as part of your multi-view. You may not have a rooting interest for. Well, here are reasons, too. We think these are good games, good value, good storyline, some reason to get involved. Chris, I was looking at the slate. Didn't love a lot of these these options, but there are a few good ones. What's your first one here? Yeah, I mean, I went heavy West Coast bias because of that reason. There wasn't a lot of options and I'm just going to stick with what I know this week. And like my first one's Memphis versus UAB. Memphis is a, is favored at five and a half points. I, uh, UAB's won two games this year. I didn't take a super close look at their schedule and some in the numbers, but none of the teams that they've played have been super, um, impressive uh memphis is having like a sneaky good season they only have two losses on the season uh mizzou and tulane uh both were ranked at the time that they played them uh mizzou i think is ranked like 23rd this this week or something like that and uh i think the only reason why uab's favored is because memphis or why it's uh, so low is because memphis is away but i think that memphis like kind of like easily walks away with this game i like two touchdown leads so like i don't know that's kind of my first off the radar good bet like that one a lot, and like I said, I I, th- I struggled a bit finding picks this week. So this first one for me is I got Washington State versus Oregon here. It's a 19 and a half. I'm glad we're talking about Washington, that. Yeah, Washington State got hammered against Arizona in a game. Arizona has been sneakily competitive, not really good, not finishing games, but they have been very competitive against a lot of good football teams this season. They just punked him. I think this was a letdown game start to finish for Washington State. They kind of got pushed around a bit by UCLA. They wanted that win badly to stay kind of on a dream season, and they just they laid an egg, and it happens. But 19.5 to Oregon. Look, Washington State's an incredibly good football team who had two bad weeks. Oregon is coming off a massive, and both to terms of their title potential, their Pac-12 title potential, everything – that is a psychological blow that cannot be understated. 19 and a half is a lot. I, I'm taking Wazoo. Um, and I, I, I'm not saying it's the best bet in the world because Washington State may lay a third consecutive egg. But, you know, we're talking about which of these teams do I think is more likely to show up. I think Washington State's a lot more likely to be in this football game. Uh, I have a prop for them later, and I agree with you. I don't think they'll lay the third straight egg. Um all right, my second one, uh, Iowa versus Minnesota. Iowa's favored. They're get or they uh, they're they're favored three and a half points. Since Penn State, Iowa has not let me down on this podcast. I'm writing them. I'm just gonna keep writing them. Someone has to win the Big Ten West. Um, so I am taking Iowa. Sorry, not Iowa State. Did I say Iowa? State? I meant to say Iowa versus Minnesota. Iowa is uh yeah. I'm taking Iowa minus three and a half. I'm just going to keep riding the train, man. I just, you know, sometimes you just kind of have to follow these and they lead you to the promised land. Eventually they will let me down. I realize that all bets don't last all runs like this. Don't in gambling don't last forever, but I'm just going to keep riding it. I can't bet on Iowa just because I hate watching Iowa football games. Like yeah. I just won't, I won't do it. That's why I don't pick them in this section that much, but I did. I, I that game and I was just like, you're not going to watch this. So don't, don't tell people to go watch it. Mm-hmm. But it is, I think that they, they're, that's just the little engine that could, they're going to keep defying all convention because the defense is that good and how they play just sucks the life out of opposing teams. I think it's a good pick. My next one here. I feel a bit better about that's Wisconsin two and a half over Illinois. I don't know how that's two and a half. I, I, do fundamentally don't understand this spread. Illinois has not been, I mean, let's just face it, they've not been good this season. 
um, where, where when you look at their schedule, they have a lot of tough losses. Kansas beat soundly by Penn State, beat by uh, Purdue, beat by Nebraska. I mean, this is a bad football team. They got a win over Maryland, and I guess everybody's suddenly riding the train that, oh, they're going to be able to get Wisconsin. You know, Wisconsin's had a couple of tough weeks, um, struggled a bit against Rutgers, got beat by uh, Iowa, has that loss in Washington State. But I, this just is telling me nobody's watching Big Ten football. Wisconsin's going to crush Illinois. This isn't going to be competitive. All right, Chris, you got one more for us. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I had that one too, which um, good call. Um, Utah State versus San Jose State. It's at San Jose State. Utah, but you, but San Jose State is favored. San Jose State has two wins this season. We've talked about them twice this season on this podcast and how miserably bad they were against Oregon State that first week. Nothing that I've seen from San Jose State all season would make me to think that they should be favored in this game at all. Utah State, again, is playing very well. They have no bad losses. Um uh, they just came off of, uh, of a loss against uh, against Fresno State, which they lost by a touchdown and a half. I mean, like I, it them being the underdog in this game doesn't make any sense to me, except for that it's just a conference game. Um, but I think Utah State is a much better team than San Jose State. I think that they cover this easily. They win by a touchdown, if not more. Um, so that's my last one. What's your last one? All right, uh, that's a great pick. My last one here, and this is one. I, I don't love, but I've got Miami of Ohio over Toledo. Um, hmm. I'm taking a money line. Um, it, it's a one and a, a one and a half point spread now. Um, I'm taking this money line plus 105 on Miami of Ohio. Um, the, the the reality of the situation is I just I've seen Miami of Ohio play. They have the win over Cincinnati. I don't know a ton about either team to really tell me definitively which one's going to cover one and a half point spread. I think this is going to be a pretty intense game. Um, I think that these are two football teams that are having dream seasons. I mean, my my sister-in-law is from Miami of Ohio as well, so I got to give a shout out to the Red Hawks. They're five and one for what it's worth, or excuse me, six and one for what it's worth. You know, th- this is a team that's having, I don't know their best season on record, but this has to be so far the best season of record. Their only stumble was getting crushed by Miami. And, you know, Toledo for its part, only loss was to a Power 5 team. To uh, Illinois lost by two. These are two really good, under-the-radar group of five teams. It's going to be a hell of a contest. And when the spread's that close, I think you guys should watch this game. That's why I'm giving it to you. I'm taking the money line value, getting a little bit of a, of a cushion if something goes wrong. We'll see. We will see how that one plays out. Going to be an intense one. They're All both right, 3-0 Chris, in the conference, section. too, so it makes the, the game a little bit more interesting, I feel like. Oh, yeah. I This is like... I mean, these get, this is the most relevant game of the week if you're talking yeah. about anybody's conference race outside of uh, some of our Power 5 picks we're going to discuss later. I mean, this is a huge deal for um, – it's Conference USA, right? That's, that's uh, It's the, the MAC. No, two. it's the MAC. Is it the MAC? Yeah. Okay, the MAC. So, you know, well, there's a lot of good Group of 5 football races. you got the Mountain West is a great race. Um, the AAC, I think, is a bit of a mess, so it's kind of turned into a contest. The mm. MAC is playing really good football. Um, you know, they've got – few big wins I, I believe ohio is also a mac team who went over iowa state so you, you just got a lot of good football being played at the lower echelons which i think also signals everybody kind of sucks this season we, nil is evening the score across the board because it's harder and harder to consolidate top talent in any one program so it's just thinning out the margins between the group of five guys who are still relying on development and the power five guys who are rating the transfer portal year in year out yeah. um but anyways, Red Hawks, I got to give a shout out. Amy, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for your boys, so hopefully they don't <laughs> fail me. Uh, this this next section is our prop bets. We also include over-unders in this section. If you're looking for prop bets, I think DraftKings is still your best source to find them. They offer a few special prop bets, which are more related to ones you might be thinking about, which is like passing yard totals and touchdown totals for that situation. But they also have some others that you may be common with, total team uh, margin of victory, largest lead, things of that nature. I haven't found a better source for them, but we also include over-unders because you don't have quite the depth of crazy ass. Oh, I'm going to stick a, a backup running back touchdown on the end of, on, on the end of my parlay and just really ride it out. Like we, we can't find that for you. So we also include over-unders. Chris, I had my best week in the prop bets in a long time. Nice. Um, actually two out of three. First time I've ever ended up positive. So I'm feeling good this week. How are you feeling about your prop picks this week? 
I mean, I hit on that Oregon Washington, like no team score three times in a row. Only one team in that in that matchup scored twice. And that was Oregon scored at the end of the third quarter and the beginning of the fourth. So I had my this I was telling you, I have like another Oregon um uh, uh Washington State uh prop bet this week. The Washington State total points is at 20 and a half. I'm taking that. It's at minus 120, so it's not a lot of value there. Maybe you could put a little bit more money on it, and or maybe you can do a same game parlay with that um, if you're on DraftKings. Um, but yeah, I think Washington State. You know, they got they lost two pretty bad games, so Vegas is very down on them, or the public is down on them, and that as a result, they're not betting well with them. So Vegas is trying to get more. I don't know action on them, but um, twenty and a half seems pretty low for a very good offense for Washington State. Um, and we saw that Oregon's defense, though is very good, can be vulnerable. Um, so I'm, I, I, I think take the over on that twenty and a half minus one twenty. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm rooting for that pick to pay out because I've got them nineteen and a half. I think that their best chance is to get into a a bit of a bar fight a shootout with Oregon, and I think they're capable mm-hmm. of it. You know, I they laid two eggs. I don't think they'll lay a third. Like that pick a lot. I would have picked that prop bet, but I I didn't want to double down on Washington State, Oregon. Um, I feel it, but I probably should have because I really do like that pick. Uh, my first prop <laughs> pick this week: Air Force versus Navy. Navy's not good. Um, they're I think they're probably. I mean, we'll see how the the, the big game between Army plays out. But neither <clears throat> of those teams are very good. I think Navy's the worst of the three. Um, Air Force is maybe the best group of five team by far and air force is doing it in a very un kind of military academy like way they are scoring a lot of points i mean a lot of points i believe you had the over under and the air force wyoming game the other week um and look wyoming plays a very slow brand of football is bad offensively and a very good defensive heavy veteran team air force put up 34 they've had over 30 points in every game but sam houston state Weirdly enough, don't know what that was about. They kind of didn't show up for that one. Um, and they're just coming off a game in which they scored, which the team total was 61 between two. Yeah, I mean, Wyoming is as close to a military academy as you can get in terms of style of play as mm-hmm. the military academies traditionally are. They're slow, methodical. They don't push the ball downfield. They run the ball a lot and they play good defense. So I, I don't know why this over-under is so low other than Vegas just going, ah, oh, well, it's the military academies. Look, Navy for its part, is just not very good defensively. I mean, we can look at a number of examples. We saw what happened when they played a good Notre Dame team. USF ran through them. I mean, they, they're even like their best defensive performance is probably North Texas. It was still a 41-point game overall on their win there. You know, this is just, this is going to be a good contest, but could be a good contest as a big rivalry game between these schools. But I... I think Air Force can score 36 and a half by themselves in this one. So I don't understand it. I got to take the over. One of the few times I will ever take an over Interesting. military academy. Interesting. Yeah. I be, When you say military academy, that's not exactly the way I would go. Um, okay. My next one, um, we're going to talk about this game more in depth later, but USC versus Utah. Um, there was a prop on there and this was the, I only saw this prop for this game. So I wonder if they're trying to, fish people to take it but if so i'm gonna take it because um, I'll, I'll tell you why anyway um any team to score 40 plus points plus 210 as a yes I, this is just simple math usc has scored over 40 points in seven out of their eight games yes the opponents were not as good yet utah has the best defense in the pac-12 i i understand that i get why they probably are fishing this out there hoping that usc is going to score 20 to 30 points and they'll make a bunch of money off that but like it i mean at the end of the day numbers never lie and for usc to put up that many points especially after a bad caleb williams game i i have a feeling he's going to come back and have to make a statement especially in the heisman trophy race like after last week michael Penix just shot up the list so like he needs to do something to to bring that back i think he'll come out he'll come much better i think that was a fluke last week uh, there's been a lot of fluky games with with yeah anyway so um i'm taking that yes um the usc will or just any team will score more than 40 points uh at plus 210 
yeah, I think this could be a big bounce back game for Caleb Williams. I mean, it's just it's not like he's probably going to have to just I mean, he was just straight up bad against Notre Dame. It was the first yeah. time maybe even arguably in his career with the Trojans that he just played really bad football and it seems unlikely he does it again and when he plays at a high level he's one of the best quarterback prospects we've seen in a long time and he is that offense can really hum along they don't play a lick of defense so he's gonna have to do it right like they just don't play any defense in south southern california right now so it, it doesn't matter who they're playing they're gonna have to score 40 to feel like they're gonna win every game and i think they will this week so i like that pick um my next one here Actually, I, I forgot I did this. I ignored my advice and did double down on Washington State, Oregon, mm-hmm. but I took it from a different angle. Plus 185, Washington State scores first touchdown. Um, I had my eyes on that, too. Think, That's I, so I, funny you said that. I almost I almost took that. I, I had my eyes on that one. Because I, I think it's a coin toss issue here. If Oregon gets the ball first, I think Oregon will score first. But if Washington State does, I think Oregon is liable to be sleepwalking through the first half. And I think Washington State scoring yeah. force feels really good. So, you know, I forgot I did this because I really didn't want to double down on Washington State, Oregon. But I like this. And it was one of the better prop bets I saw this week. So I ran with it. And I think it's funny. We're kind of in lockstep being like, this is the game that Vegas has wrong. But I, I think it's good, though, for our listeners, because like you're giving a little bit more risky of a, of a prop bet, but it's a much better payout. And it's a it's you know, it's a high, I wouldn't call it a high risk, but higher risk high reward where mine is like the safe prop bet. So given a little bit of both worlds there. Yeah. We're covering, we're covering our bases. You know, we like we like to provide a service around here so we feel like we can do that, getting it done. And really, I think this is a game where like, this is going to be a lot more fun than Vegas is saying it is. So really, I think what we're getting at here is you should watch this game and expect a close contest and bet accordingly. I would be surprised if if there is any result that is a blowout. Um, I think this is going to be a pretty intense Pac-12 contest. And I think it's one, honestly, Oregon could very well lose coming off of that devastating loss last week. If they sleepwalk through it, which I think they will, you know, it's just tough to get off the mat after a loss like that. And mm-hmm. Washington State is a great team. So, look, Vegas is telling you don't watch this one. We're telling you the opposite. I think we like it. All right, Chris, I believe this is your last one. What do you got for us? Oh yeah. Um, okay. So uh, Colorado State versus UNLV. The over/unders at sixty-four. I can't believe it. It's still weeks after the Colorado game, but Vegas is still overreacting to the Colorado game. Colorado State is not good. UNLV is probably the third best team in the Mountain West, um, but they're not good enough to just score the lights out in this game. Uh, take the under at sixty-four. That's way too high for this game. I that's probably my favorite bet I'm suggesting this week. So, yeah, I think Colorado State is just benefiting from what we all kind of know about a lot of mm-hmm. how these lines are set. Even Vegas is largely just punching these. Who is largely just punching these into a spreadsheet? It is impossible to be watching all of these various games all the time. And co- the one that everybody watched was the Colorado State Colorado game, in which I've said this till the end of time. I don't know what scheme Colorado employed defensively, but it might have been the single worst scheme ever used in all of college football. That was one of the yeah. dumbest ways to get dinked and dunked all down the field. And as a result, I think we're, we're drastically overvaluing Colorado State. They did beat Boise State in comeback faction on the Hell Mary, but frankly, Boise State's having its worst season in a long time and a huge letdown year for them. So mm-hmm. not only did they barely get by in a crazy fashion, but they did it against a Boise State team that's not competitive this year, not where they have been, which is kind of sad. It's a bad time for Boise State not to be themselves. But point being, it's wild to me how valued Colorado State continues to be. And that's it. We also now know Colorado's bad, right? Like they're they're mm-hmm. a five-win team. They could lose out. So like it, all of these things with Colorado State make no sense. No sense. Uh, my last the downside here, to this game is you won't be able to watch it. It's like not on TV, but you, it could be some easy money. Sorry, go ahead. Your last one. Yeah, no, like you're, you're, if the, I think this is a great pick. Uh, my last one here, I don't recommend you watch this game. It's why I don't bet on the outcome, but I think this is the funniest pick of the week, and it's the one that I'm most confident in. Iowa field goal, first score. That's, that's it. I, it's a, you bet home or away. 
So I'm assuming the home refers to Iowa where it's at. That's the only thing I can think of. I don't know why they don't just say home in a way. But home first score, it's plus 240 for a field goal first score. That's that's all I'm saying. Huh. I, I, I think Iowa kicks like nine field goals in this game. I don't think they score a touchdown. I think they just field goal everybody to death. So that that's what I'm going with. Um, I could be misinterpreting that bet, by the way. I, I have never been that specific category before and i didn't even know it was offered so if you're somebody more experienced than i am who understands a bit better what DraftKings is trying to say with that at bet accordingly but if i'm interpreting correctly i think all it means is the home team scores first or their first score will be a field goal i think that's what that means but that's how i'm interpreting it that's how my uh that's 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 the only way i'd bet it so you know that that's my disclaimer. That is a very odd, very specific prop bet, and it's it's labeled very funkily on DraftKings. But I was not going to score a touchdown. They're just not. They're going to kick fifteen field goals and walk out of there with ten. <laughs> that's what they do. That's what they do. All righty, folks. We are going to go ahead to break. After the break, we're going to update you in the Power 5 Picks Contest and give you our five major Power 5 Contest picks for this week, where Chris and I go head-to-head, picking the most relevant games out of each Power 5 Conference. Stay tuned and enjoy the rest of the show after break. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, we are back. Well, last week, after a couple of bad weeks for yours truly, and last week, or, uh, two weeks ago, where Chris had a really off week himself, Chris and I were in lockstep on all of our picks, and it paid off. We went three and two. And again, we counted Oregon towards that, just because I'm not going to penalize us for for a push. Um, but if you're wanting to be technical, maybe we shouldn't count at all. But I like counting by fives. I'm not doing the math without the five counts. So we, we I mean, with a push, you don't lose up. money. So in theory, we I think that's a correct way to, to do it in this contest because you're not losing. Yeah, you're yeah, just I, I, getting I, your money back. I, I got, you know, if you, what do you got your money back? I purists yeah. out there may not enjoy that, but we are not purists. I think it's in this contest that does not really have a way to account for it. Like I'm not counting ties. Um, that that's that this makes the most sense, but that's where we stand. So overall, Chris is in the lead, twenty-two and thirteen. He's taken a big league over the uh, after I had two. I believe I had like one or two correct picks out of ten. So he really took a lead in this one. But I'm I'm slowly creeping back to even. I'm sixteen and nineteen with a chance to get even on this week. Um, our first game of the week. It's a big one in the SEC. Tennessee versus Alabama. Alabama is perhaps a bit oddly a nine and a half point favorite. Now, if we were just for if you forgot where we were last of Alabama and Tennessee, Tennessee played AM. That was our I had an off the radar pick, I believe, was where I put that. Was that our game last week? No, that was our game of the week. That was our SEC game of the week. Yeah. That was the game of the week. So we got Tennessee twice in this one. Um, Tennessee narrowly won that game. And I like to look at like and like opponents for this. Alabama, when they played A&M, had a similar narrow victory, of course, on the road as opposed to at home for Tennessee. This game is in Bryant-Denny, so Alabama's getting the home field push. Um, As we have it at 9.5, it's already come down to 9 as of this evening. Mm -hmm. I think it'll continue to come down and creep closer to Tennessee. But we're picking at 9.5. That's where we're locking ourselves in. So if you're like, well, this guy got bet down to like 6 or 5, which I, honest to God, by end of week it could get. Um, that it's so even in terms of who's putting money where right now that maybe we won't see that much movement, but it, this is going to get bet down a bit further. We're at nine and a half. Both teams are not having perhaps the year they want. Alabama's righted the ship a bit though. They've now taken firm control of the sec West, at least for the moment, they have the, a stranglehold on it in the East. Tennessee is not having the run that they would have liked because of that loss to Florida, which is a huge black mark if they're going to compete with Georgia. But they have also righted the ship, winning three straight 
They've had their bye week already. They just beat A&M at home. Chris, who are you taking here? I just think that spread is too high. Like I get like Alabama's been playing better in their Alabama and Vegas knows that they can get, just get a lot of money on them. But like that spread's just too high for me. I think that Tennessee could potentially win this game. I think this is like a three point, four point victory for either team who does it. So if you're getting nine points for Tennessee, then take that all day. Yeah, I, I did the same here. I, and I don't, I personally don't think Tennessee's going to win this game, but I think it's going to be a contest decided by a field goal. Um, look, I like I said, you look to like and like opponents. Alabama went on the road and narrowly beat AM. Um, if you use Vegas math there, they won by about six on a neutral site. Mm-hmm. If you use Vegas math, Tennessee won by about four against the Aggies. They're winning, they played the same team, and both of them won tough contest, but they they both won by about a score. Um, look, I, I think that nine and a half is ridiculous. I, I just do, and if you get it at nine or even eight. I, I like that pick for Tennessee, but I don't believe Tennessee is going to win this football game. I think Bama is better, but I don't think Bama is good enough this year to just be like, ah, oh, they're, they're playing better. They're going to bury Tennessee. I, I don't see it. I think this is a hot contest. Take nine and a half. That's a huge spread. That's a huge yeah. spread. Huge. Spread. Um, our next game we're talking about is out of big 10 country. And I think this is probably not really arguably the game of the week. Um, maybe you could say uh, Duke, Florida State, and the ACC, though that, that game is colored by the injury to Duke's starting quarterback, who's still uncertain. But mm-hmm. Penn State, Ohio State is a massive contest, and these are two very good football teams. Ohio State probably has the more impressive win that very – I mean, that was as close as you could possibly get in a football game win over Notre Dame. Um, Penn State, for its part, has basically sent every team they played to the shadow realm. I mean, they've just crushed everyone. They've been on the warpath all year. Ohio State, outside of that contest with uh, uh, Notre Dame, and then they, they've kind of slept a bit through the Maryland game. Still won it by 20 points. But Penn State, I mean, they're coming off an absolute murder of UMass. Um, they crushed Northwestern, shut out Iowa 31-0, beat Illinois soundly, blew up per, poor Delaware, and beat West Virginia, who suddenly looks semi-competent, um, though that loss to Houston is a woof moment. But look, this is a tough one to pick because these are two incredibly good football teams. It makes it hard. But the spread is is four and a half as of we have it. Um, that spread has actually moved now to four um, in favor of Ohio State. So it's coming down a bit. A lot of the bets are being placed on Penn State. I know I can understand why, but this game is in Columbus. That is a tough venue to go play. It's getting colder. Both these teams are used to it, but it does change the style of play as we cool down. Um, this could be a seat for the national title on the line. These teams are both eyeing the one hundred percent eyeing the prize in the Big Ten, and both of them eyeing the final prize at the end of the season. This is Penn State's best team in years. They've been good on the past, but they are great this year. And Ohio State is trying to basically keep alive its stranglehold. Um, they slipped a bit last year with with, uh, with some struggles, but th- th- this is still Ohio State's conference. Nobody's consistently been able to beat them. Can Penn State get it done? Would they cover four points? What do you think, Chris? Man, this is this is four points is so tough. I um I think because it's at home, I I. I'm going with Ohio State. I don't know. I but this just feels it has field goal winning game written all over it. That's the problem that I'm like the struggle that I'm having with this. But like I do think that Ohio State is potentially the best team in the country. I am not confident in Georgia. I don't know what to make of of Michigan. Ohio State is the only team of those like kind of like top six teams that really has like a legit win on their record, like from a competitive team and they played well. So um, I'm kind of basing it off of that. So I think I'm, yeah, Ohio state minus four, but I'm not super confident on it. Yeah, actually I would actually tell people not to bet on this game because Vegas isn't putting it that yeah. way, but this could be one of the most intense games of the year. I took Ohio state minus four as well, four and a half because, uh, it's at home. And I think they are a very yeah. football team, but it would not shock me for Penn State to win this one outright. Right. Um, so this is one I would actually advise our listeners. We're picking it because we have to. That's how the contest works. This is the biggest game in the Big Ten of the season in the Big Ten. And likely until Ohio State plays Michigan. And really, if Ohio State loses this game, well, you know, the rivalry between Michigan and Ohio State is the biggest in college football, I think. 
it would not be the most important game in the Big Ten because this this one could decide ultimately everything in that race. Penn State is really good, man. I, I don't like this one at all, but I'm, I'm taking Ohio State at home. It feels like a field goal game, though. It just does. It feels like a field goal game either way. Um, both these teams are two of the best teams in the country. Uh, betters beware. There's no value to find here unless you think Penn State will win it outright. I would consider Moneyline Penn State, but that's not how our contest works. Uh, we're, we're not looking for value we're looking to give you guys our picks and go head to head and like one now, of the we one of the worst things about this one is like it's the 9 a.m west coast game so 12 p.m on the so you can't like try and hedge your bet with like a, a bet you're confident with and parlay it with this later in the day like early in the morning and parlay this late in the day you're kind of like this is kind of how you have to it's the first game of the day you kind of have to figure it out it's yeah it's weird. gonna start your day off really good or really bad and yeah you know we kind of went both of us kind of went back and forth, I think, if, you, if the listeners are wondering here with this pick. But the reality is it's at home, and it's tough to win in Columbus. It's just tough to beat them in Columbus. So Penn State's yeah. a very good football team, but this this is a tough one. And this could ruin your whole day. Do not put large sums of money on this football game. Mm-hmm. Please, for the love of God, have the sense to keep this one small so you don't bury yourself early in the day, and you can start trying to work back later in the day. Um if I put money on this one, I'm putting only a couple of bucks down just because this is as unpredictable as we could get in college football this year. This is intense. I don't know why Vegas thinks it's a four and a half spread. I think that's a bit ridiculous, but it is at home. And I'm basically banking Ohio State wins by touchdown, as is Chris. So we'll see what happens here, folks. It's going to be a wild one. Our next one is the Big 12. We talked a bit about what game to do in the Big 12, and ultimately what we landed on, it's not like these are good teams, but, but, they are both competitive in the Big 12 race to a degree. And also, I think of this matchup as the how the fuck are either of these two teams still in the conversation matchup? Oklahoma State, West Virginia. I, for the life of me, don't understand either of these two teams' season trajectories. I, I don't understand it at all. South Alabama and Iowa State beat Oklahoma State. They rebounded by beating Kansas State and Kansas. West Virginia has one conference loss this year, and it was that one of the dumbest losses I've ever seen on that last second touchdown by my boy Dogovan Smith, who just he just got that dog in him. That's all I can say. That's how they beat West Virginia. He just chucked that shit down there. That was the uh, not a Hail Mary, but the 50-yard touchdown strike by West Virginia to take the lead, followed immediately by the Houston Hail Mary. That has to be one of the wilder outcomes of the year. We've seen a lot of Hail Marys this year. Love to see that. But this is a tough one to predict. Two teams I cannot, for the life of me, understand how they're good. The spread's three and a half. Chris, surprisingly, this is a big game in the Big 12. I would not have told you this would be a big tw- game in the in the conference going into the year or based on how it was going toward, during the year. But it is a big one in the Big 12. Who do you got here? I'm picking strictly off of momentum. Strictly off of momentum. The fact of the matter is that the Mountaineers are coming off of like the stupidest loss in the conference this year against a Houston team that they should have beat and Oklahoma state one, they keep um, screwing me. Um, so I, I don't want to bet against them anymore. Cause every time I bet against them this season, I have been wrong. Um, and two, they're coming off of two wins against the Kansas state schools and the Kansas schools, you know, say what you want to say about them. They are competitive football teams, especially in this conference this year. So I'm taking Oklahoma State. They're getting three and a half points. Maybe they can lose by a field goal and and pull this one out for you. So, yeah. Yeah, I did basically the same logic. Um, hmm. The only difference is that I had um, the thought, like I, I talked about it with Washington State and Oregon. I had the thought that West Virginia is coming off a tough loss, mm-hmm. and they are not a well-coached football team. They just aren't. Neil Brown's a bad coach, and this season I think is actually going to keep him around longer than he should be, which is a crime shame because he sucks, man. I mean, he's just terrible. They're a mismanaged <laughs> football team. I don't think he can keep them mentally engaged after that loss to Houston. I think Oklahoma State has found rhythm. I don't like Mike Gundy as a person. Um, you know, he, he has some odd beliefs and just some dumb shit he's said over the years, and I'm just – I don't like him, but he is the best coach that Oklahoma State's had pretty much ever, I think pretty fair to say he's the best coach they've ever had 
and they seem to have found their stride. So I think they win this one outright. That's really what I'm going with. I think they beat them. Um, this one could go either way, though. West Virginia, until that Houston game, had that kind of TCU feel of them, where it's like, I don't know how they keep winning, but they just are. Yeah. But that kind of shook up the mystique. So I think Oklahoma State gets this done outright. And again, this is the matchup of teams like they have no business being in the Big 12 race, but they are right behind Texas and Oklahoma. So either one of these teams could sneak ass backward into the Big 12 title game. Totally. This next one is a tough one because Duke's quarterback situation is unknown. Um, there has been no news yet about his status. Florida State, for its part, has said they are preparing for both quarterbacks. Uh, Duke's backup had a bad game last week. Duke won comfortably just running the ball and playing good defense. They're a 14 and a half point dog to or 14 point dog to Florida State. It's a tough one to predict. Florida State's playing very, very good football. And Duke, with its starting quarterback, I think is right on that level. But without him, it is really hard to tell what the Blue Devils are going to do. So Vegas' response is saying, basically, he's not going to play. That's their bet. Um, and that Florida State is comfortably better than a backup. Florida State crushed Syracuse, which is also coloring this. Um, they've only had one really – they've had a couple of tough contests. Weirdly, Boston College, Clemson pushed them in overtime and should have won that game. But otherwise, they've been comfortable. They've won a lot of big games. Um, Chris, who are you feeling? Man, we picked some, like, really tough ones to give betting advice on this week, dude. I mean, it's just because 14 is so many points, man. And, like, yes, Riley Leonard might not play. Maybe Vegas knows something that we don't. Um, which is why they're putting the spread at that. Um, but I just, you know, I just have this weird feeling that come Friday, it's going to be, or come Thursday, it's going to be announced that Riley Leonard went through walkthrough and he looks good and he's ready to play. And if he plays, I feel very good that they can cover 14. I don't think that they can win this game necessarily, especially at Florida state. But, um, if he plays, I think they can do 14. So, Again, I would not I would advise staying away from this game because of that reason. Um, but if if for the sake of this contest, I I'm taking Duke plus 14. See, I took Duke for slightly different reasons. One, he may play. But number two, I think Duke is just a very good defensive football team and they have a good ground game. And I think they can get keep it close. Clemson's not particularly good an offensive football team they took full they should have beaten florida state and mm -hmm. florida state for its part is not wowing me offensively they're playing good defense but they're not wowing me offensively and i watched that clemson game and they do some weird stuff offensively and i think if duke can play its game protect its backup quarterback with a strong rushing attack and really just play good defense they'll be right in this game to the end so that's why i took the blue devils um but it is tough because this is a 14 point spread on the backs of the uncertainty at quarterback I think if he was back, this game could even be like a three and a half point spread. So it, it is really tough to predict this one. Betters beware and be looking for news. Maybe it'll break a bit closer to game time, in which case you'd have a lot of clarity in the situation. And all I, right, I, I, I do got to real quick give oh, credit to the Duke like offensive staff for like putting together a game plan that can would help them pull out that win last week. So like maybe there's something they can do here if he doesn't play. Uh, but you said like the back of quarterback did play pretty bad. So, I mean, I, I, that's just the last thing I want to say about that. We don't, we don't have to keep talking about that game. Yeah, no, like it, it's, it's, I will say, you know, I, I hope Duke gets this done. I, I don't like Florida state. I'll admit it. I just don't like them. Just don't like them. Haven't liked them for years. <laughs> Haven't liked them for like 15 years. Just not my cup of tea. I, I root against a lot, pretty much all the Florida schools pretty religiously. Um, I don't know why I have a grudge against the state, but I do. So I'm hoping Duke gets this one done but it's a tough that's a tough spread if he's if he's back it's a completely new ball game so be looking for news if that breaks and you can hop on that 14 do it slam it do it right away mm -hmm. um our last pick is out of the pac 12 and this is an interesting game because this if you had gone into the year saying this was the game of the year in the pac 12 most people would have agreed with you it's no longer really that relevant to the pac 12 race but it is the biggest game of the week that's utah versus usc now, without Cam Rising, Utah is helpless offensively, and that is a tough situation. Cam Rising is a beast, and I hope his injury does not impact his career long term. Uh, but since he's been down, they've had one game over 30 points, one game, in fact, over 25 points. Um, that was the uh, uh, well, I'm not counting Weber State for what it's worth in that match. So against the actual competition, that was against Cal, um, who is not good. Um, unfortunately for the Golden Bears, they they just 
not a particularly good team and, and also just really struggled defensively, giving up a lot of points this year to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of the, maybe a jolt for the Utah offense, though, to finally see the ball actually move forward and get points. But they are a six-and-a-half dog to USC. We talked about it bit this game earlier. Where we're, we're pretty feeling good about it. Caleb Williams bounce back. But in what against anybody else, USC has turned every game into a shootout. Does you does Utah have enough in the tank? This game, by the way, has moved to a seven point spread. Um, it's moving the other way, so that's how people are feeling about Utah without Cam Rising. But does Utah offensively have enough in the tank to stay close to USC, or is this going to be finally USC's defense showing up and getting stops? So th- I, this is USC's biggest home game of the season so far. Th- their home games have been San Jose State, Nevada, Stanford, and that crazy Arizona game. Um, this game has been marked on USC fans' calendars f- for months. Um, this place is going to be packed. It is going to be loud. Uh, it is going to be a crazy environment. And I think that the adrenaline of the environment could potentially help the defense to show up a little bit more than what they did last week, at least. Um, and, and uh, I mean, and definitely, you know, weeks past, but um, I think this is a big bounce back game for Caleb Williams. So I, and Utah's offense just sucks. I mean, it's, there's no way around it. I don't think that they show up for this game. Um, they're, yeah, it's their defense is great, but you know, they're playing the greatest, the best quarterback prospect we've seen in years. And I think that he is the one man who can do, who can find the holes in this, in this defense. And I think, yeah, I think I'm going to take USC to cover seven. Um, and I think that they, it might be a push and cover exactly seven. Yeah, I think I think this is a USC myself. We're in lockstep this week, which is unfortunate for the contest. But for us, yeah. hopefully we're right, go 5-0. and um, And the reason why I took USC is similar, but my reason more re- revolves around USC doesn't play any defense at all, and they're playing a team without any real offense. That usually evens out to like a 30-point game instead of That's a 40-point point. Point game. Um, and I think USC scores 45. So that, that's really what this boils down to um, for me. It's just, you know, bad D offenses are bad offenses, and the worst defenses can't suddenly change that. USC may statistically – I haven't looked at the advanced stats, but they may statistically be one of the worst defenses um, in the country, somewhere in, like, the bottom 20. But Utah is just really, really pitiful offensively. And, you, you know, you're talking about strength against strength, offense versus defense. I think it is far more likely that USD finds success moving the ball than it is U- uh, Utah finds success moving the ball. You know, it's it's weakness versus weakness, strength on strength. This could be a, a crazy contest, right? Like maybe this mm-hmm. is really the week that Utah finds a pulse against a defense that will not really test them. And maybe this is the week that USC um, uh, uh, shows up defensively. Like it could go either way, but I, I really think the much more likely outcome is that USC plays – doesn't even have to play a well-rounded game to beat Utah by the margin I'm talking about. They just have to take care of business. So that's what I'm thinking on this one. Um, unfortunately, Chris and I are going head-to-head with both of us making the same five picks. I <laughs> uh, hate when that happens. We, we may have to come up with some sort of tiebreaker down the line if this starts happening um, and the contest gets closer. But yeah. right now, it's a bit of a route, so not really a concern. Um, but yeah, we will be back next week with an update on how our picks went and on the contest overall, give you some more great input more great value, and we're all going to get rich together each and every week if you follow us along. Podcast is still up, I think, overall this year. Um, I've been dragging the average down more than anything, but I think we're still up overall. So, you know, stick with us. We're, we're, we're really riding a bit of a wave here, much better than I thought we were going to do. Uh, as Hell always, yeah. like, subscribe, follow, whatever it is, and whatever major podcasting platform. Again, it is the Fans First Sports Network college feed. There is no specific feed for this podcast there is a college feed and honestly that's good news for you because if you're a fan of any number of different college teams or conferences there may be a podcast in there for you Uh, i believe there's acc sec big 10 um uh, i think there's some random ones that talk about like group of five there's all kinds of stuff in there that you can fill your time with including ours um as always i was joined by chris chris any last words before we sign off 
Yeah, you know, I I'm trying to give the late night chases to people, but I'm struggling to really find one I like this week. I mean, UCLA's playing at Stanford and they're minus 17. I think that's a little bit too high for UCLA for me. But maybe if you're not if you're struggling through the day and you want to you want to double down, you know, tune into this Nevada at San Diego State game. It's at six o'clock on the West Coast. Um, kind of see how that first quarter goes. Right now, San Diego State's favorite at 13 and a half. Um, but yeah, maybe watch a series or two and get a feel for that. And if you're having a bad day, maybe San Diego State can can pull one out for you again because they did last week. So I I'm you know I I was looking at some of the late night chases. I'm ho- guys. I stressed last week. Uh, um, I I do not <laughs> recommend doing what I did. I tripled down on it, and unfortunately, it paid off. Um, and I ended up being okay for the week, but I that was not to mention the football being played in that game. If you happen to watch it, if you happen to be sweating that one out with me, or uh, you were just up late, it's that was a very late game because it was in Hawaii. That was some of the worst football played all year. Those two mm-hmm. teams put on a display of incompetence. But look, if if I'm going to be chasing late, it's going to be San Diego State just because I got to keep riding my boys. You know, they didn't let me down. They really tried to, but and, they didn't let me down. So. And maybe they struggle in the first quarter and that line moves down and then you can get it at some value on like a live line situation. You know what I mean? That's what I did with USC. Yeah, I, I, I watched I watched it and I made my bed in the third quarter and then it, it, it just went down so far that I was able to get a value out of it. Actually, last week I grabbed Navy, um, which was live line and, oh. and it worked out great yeah. for me um, because I, I didn't bet on that originally because I, I just really didn't feel good about uh, uh, I didn't feel good about Navy. Navy. I didn't know anything about Charlotte. I didn't feel good about yeah. Navy. But they were sitting, I think, at like fourteen for the longest time. So I think Vegas was bouncing the live line between like seven and a half and fourteen, and I caught it at seven and a half, and that worked out great for me. Uh, my last thought before we sign off, guys, is with your picks on um, the bigger games that we've got this week. I think what you should think about for the contest that we picked with the bigger spreads is be looking at your money lines and be really thinking about which do I think either of these teams could win it outright. Six and a half is a big spread for USC. That means you got a comfortable value on the money line if you think Utah can get it done. If you think Duke could beat Florida State just outright, if you happen to think that they've got a good enough defense, good enough ground game, be looking at that money line. That's my advice because those spreads are so toxic. You could protect yourself a bit. Um, betting on the underdogs and getting a little bit of value. Hell, maybe Caleb Williams struggles again. It could happen. Utah's a good defense. If he, I don't think it will, but if Utah comes out and plays great defensively, they could win that game outright. And there's real money to be made and very little risk to betting on those money lines. Uh, I have a friend who rides those money lines. He loses like 60% of them and still ends up way ahead in terms of total dollar value. Yeah. Just because of the, if you play that right, you can really do it. And this week when the spreads are shit, that call. may be the way to do it. Unfortunately for us, we're not allowed to do that per our contest rules, so we have to suffer on these stupid spreads that we're betting on. But that's my <laughs> advice to you guys. Uh, if you like, if you really feel confident about those spreads, write them. But if you're a little shaky and you just want to be a degenerate gambler, look to the money line. Keep your bets a bit smaller. Protect yourself of a little bit of conservative betting, and we'll all get rich together. <laughs> All right, folks, that's it for us today. We'll be back next week with more picks. And let us know. You know, you can reach me or Chris on Twitter. You can reach me mostly by the Cotton Club crew. Chris's handle is in our the tweet that goes out with our episodes, so be sure to follow him there. Um, you can also reach him on the Oakland A's affiliate if you ever just want to chat about baseball. Um, look, you know, so far so good. We'll see you guys next week, and hopefully we can keep riding this wave. <laughs>